Hey, Jeff, can I use a prong collar as a punisher? Of course you can. You can use anything that's intolerable to the dog as a punisher. Anything that's intolerable. Can a fly be a punisher? Sure. You're eating a salad. All of a sudden you see a fly in the salad. You stop eating the salad. <laughs> there you go. Uh... The fly stopped the behavior of eating. Anything can be, and plus it's intolerable to a lot of people. Anything, anything used to change the dog's behavior. It's a punisher. It's a punisher. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Hi everybody, everybody, how are you doing? This is Jeff Gelman of Sally Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. How are you today? I'm great. Nice. Your hair looks nice. Got your get your got my hair did. Get your today. hair did. Looks good. <laughs> Heard you uh looked at a couch. I did look a at nice a couch. couch for your new house, which is nice. Excited about that. Yep. It's gonna yeah. be the nicest damn couch in the world. Can't wait to sit on it. Did you try it out at the of the, course I did. There was one that I really liked, but like literally the cushions were so big. I'm sitting on it and the guy's like laughing at me because my feet couldn't even touch the ground. So do you need your feet to touch the ground for? It was like the biggest couch ever. I'm like, this is kind of nice. So? He's like, you might need some pillows behind you. <laughs> no, you don't. It was like huge. Like who the cushions you, were like this Who says big. your feet have to touch the ground when you're sitting on the couch? I don't know. I, I found it uncomfortable because it's leather. So I was just like sliding, oh, you know? got it, got it, got like, it, got it, got it. So hope everyone's doing okay. Um, this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a Q&A show. And we... are moving around a lot. I know. You're moving around a ton. You're rolling. So um, you you ask a question. We give you an answer. Um, you type in your question down below. It's a post to comment. If you're on YouTube, a lot of people like to do the top chat, throw a little bit of cash our way to get either to the top of the queue or just to show their appreciation. Mm -hmm. You know, we, it's really, really incredible the amount of... Our social media has really picked up a lot, but the accolades have been coming in left and right. It's so funny. The more we talk about like bonking or correct, it's so I've been putting a lot of correction based videos out. And the more I talk about them, the feedback that I get, it's like incredible about like, yeah, I was able to stop like list of problems, mm -hmm. you know, and it just goes to show like how many people are out there that are really, really struggling yeah, and how much is needed there. And we we're just doing some brainstorming right before this about us really, really trying to help out the marketplace a lot by really, by really putting out as much virtual, way more virtual content than we, than we are. We already have a great platform for that Patreon. And I think we might start utilizing that a little bit better is yeah. like putting out exclusive stuff on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Just be like, sorry, but that's how we're making a living. You know, yeah. it's like, let's get away. Like we can, we, we love training one dog at a time. But like, why not help out as many people as possible? And I, I think that's the, the, the most the motivation behind this show is to um, uh, uh, to help out as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. That's really that's if, what's your motivation, Jeff? To help out as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. That's my motivation. That's and dogs. That's really what it is. Well, when you help the dog, you help the person. Yep. That's mm -hmm. just that the, the the dog is just secondary, in my opinion. The person is first. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You know, it's like other dog trainers might be like, oh, the dog, dog, dog. I'm like. Yeah, the dog is nice, but, you know, the d dogs come and go. It's the person that actually, like, you really need to help. Really need to help. So we also have something mm -hmm. called um, Jeff Gelman Seminars. 
So Jeff Gilman Seminars, this show will be featuring a minimum of one, maybe two. Jeff and Joelle presents Ooh. mastermind type yeah. things. Um, I, I think we might just put something up without with a general outline without giving details, but I want to get it as detailed as I can. But I think we just might put it up just to get the just to get it out there. Yeah. Um, just helping people with their dogs, helping people with their businesses. And that's going to be a five-day mastermind that we're going to be putting together. Um, we're, it's going to be a little bit of everything. We're most likely doing it in September at, at, our, at one of my Florida houses, which is in the Sarasota, Bradenton area. So start looking out for that. It's going to be probably the week after, um, is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? It's Labor Day. Labor Day, the week after Labor Day, most likely. Um, and then there'll be a two-day rest period for us. And then you're going to do your um, your weekend retreat. Which is it's it's I hate to call it a retreat because it sounds like you're just hanging out gossiping. It's like <laughs> it's a working retreat. So yeah. so you maybe you call it a working retreat. You know I don't know. We'll figure that out. You'll figure that out. That's mm -hmm. uh, you know I'm just I'm just there to literally run it. I'm the errand boy, and I'll be the pool boy. It'll be fun, but yeah, it's yeah. gonna be some hard workouts and coaching and personal development yeah. stuff. I'm envisioning you know one of the things that I was talking to because I'm part of your uh, Iron Singers group. Yeah, is I was talking to um, Kevin today online yeah. and i'm like and i was showing him like i was showing him the bottle of like dressing yeah and i'm like and i mentioned that like i said yeah i said i'm envisioning joelle literally taking this group to the grocery store everything from how to read labels to make better food choices i think a lot of people are misled by labeling oh yeah yeah they're misled by labeling they're like literally be like made with vegetables you know what pisses me off to no end i'm going on a rant tonight these veggie fucking tots you see the veggie tots oh made with broccoli so, sounds healthy it's like nasty disgusting refined everything but it's a veggie tot because it has some cauliflower in there right it's like talk about lying to the masses right people buy it thinking they're making a good choice right. like if you took a piece of oh i'm eating my vegetables right like no you're eating flour and nasty preservatives and oil Right. Rolled into a little ball and deep fried. So what you're saying is if you took a healthy piece of cauliflower, dipped it in shit, and deep fried it, it would probably taste like shit still. It's not even about taste. It's about you're marketing it as vegetables. Right. And it people are buying it thinking, oh, this is healthier than a tater tot. I'd rather you eat the fucking tater tot than the vegetable. These veggie tots. Right. You know that at least the tater tots one ingredient potato. When you go to when you go to a donut store, like a national chain donut store, and you know how they have donuts and they've got muffins. I think your natural instinct is to like, oh, muffins are healthier. Yeah, they have more calories actually, than the donuts. Donuts are healthier. Yeah, calorie wise. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you should. Food rant. Let's go. Let's uh, let's start going. Kathy B says, "Hey everyone." Hey Kathy B. Melissa said, good evening all and happy Monday. Hey, Melissa, how are you? J-Ron, good evening, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, J-Ron. Oh, sorry. I thought there was a question. Hey, J-Ron, no. how are you? I was waiting for something else. Yeah. No. Nope. Hey, how are you? Yashi, hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Love these sessions. Yeah, Yashi, um, I'm doing really, really well. Um, Joelle, I know, is doing really, really well if she's the one ranting. Yep. <laughs> I just had that coffee. Oh, going to be a good one tonight. Yeah. Ashley said, totally need the show tonight. I was learning... It was a learning day, to say the least. Oh, boy. I'm so ready for good advice, rants, cussing, you name it. LOL. And go. We'll give you the biggest fucking rant that we can. There you go. Just heating up. Jack Connolly said, why is Danny DeVito on your couch? Well, Danny DeVito's not on the couch. There's two Danny DeVito cushions on the couch. 
I'm not quite sure how it started. I can't wait to move out just so I don't have to look at his face anymore. Next. <laughs> Number one, Pitbull Dad. Hey, J&J. I was able to teach both my dogs out, get out of my space command. But if my market was good, they will come back to me. Should I stop marking? So, number one, Pitbull Dad, you've answered your own damn question. <laughs> so, that is the one we do not say good for, for that exact so, reason. So, you've answered your question. And and no, you don't say good. Like, this, con this concept that, number one, this, this concept, number one, that you always have to reward your dog in general is false. Like there is a concept, like when I, when I, when we, we take our dogs off leash and we walk in the woods, Joel's new property happens to have woods on it and lots of trails. So we go for walks there, not every day because it's, it's a drive from here, but definitely on some weekend <clears throat> days, but like we call our dogs back all the time to us and we don't tell them how good they are for coming back to us. No. It's like, it's expected behavior. Well, what's the reward? Um, you get to run in the woods. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, that's like, that's- That's the reward in That's itself. the reward. And at some point with some aggression, not being corrected is a reward. Not that that's two, now we're talking about two different things here now. Next. But out in general, I don't view it as obedience like down good out is sort of we teach it to be a hot word just like no it's always followed by i never say out no and stim for non-compliance it's out stim it's a hot word i think it's even hotter than no so it's like why would i ever say good for the word out right you wouldn't say no, i just good. want you to go yeah get the fuck out of here have you ever thought about that concept yeah, yeah. Next. Michelle, super excited for the show. I had a spectacular weekend. Awesome, Michelle P. Len said, hello. Hey, Len, how are you? J-Ron said, hashtag Motivation Mondays. Boom. Thanks, J-Ron. J-Ron, are you back in the air? By the way, are you back in the air? Next. Dimitri, hey, Jeff. I have a problem with my two-year-old female white Swiss, white Swiss shepherd dog. Right. First firework on the New Year's Eve 2019-20 was okay. 2021 here in Germany, firework was forbidden by government. Nevertheless, some people fired some, but not a lot less than years before. But my dog was afraid of it. About four hours, she yeah. was shaking. Days after the new year, she's afraid of fireworks and explosions. Last week, far away, I heard three shots, and my dog was like crazy and tried to run away. How can I deal? So, Dimitri, here's a funny story for you. This year, at the end of the show, Right after the show, we've got five dogs in here. At the end of the show, we historically let the dogs out the back potty area, which is a back area of the building. It's in totally enclosed. There's also obviously the front door and there's a front parking lot. This for After this 4th of July, two of the dogs would not go out the back area. Why? Because yeah. when they were in the back area, fireworks went off. Mm -hmm. All these dogs, how old's Bert? Eight now. Eight years old, and then one of the other dogs is is at least six years old. I forgot what who it was or which dog, but I did. We don't have puppies. We neither of us own puppies. So for the first eight years of your dog's life, and then for the first whatever five or so years of this other dog's life, there's never been an issue with fireworks. But meanwhile, we have fireworks here about three times a year in Providence. There's fireworks for something, and in Fourth of July, they're out of control loud. So yeah. so why this year? Because it is. So what do you do? 
Well, you do a couple of things. You can deal with it and be like, at least, so number one, don't run away. So it's a, it's a popular time for dogs to flee and to run away. So number two, put the dog in a command and have them process it. A lot of people will say, oh, do training. When a dog is that afraid, it's probably not going to want to do obedience training or definitely take a food reward or play tug or do anything. Um, what you can also start doing is desensitizing your dog by having all these sounds constantly going on in your house um, around the daily life. Start at a very low volume and increase the volume. Next. Kathy B., <clears throat> my Saturday was an awful training day for two dogs. They were just horrible. Sunday, they did so damn good. I was thrilled. Got to hang in there. So, Kathy mm -hmm. B., there's something out there. I'm sure you're you're familiar with it because you're um, older than 30. It's called life. Okay? And yeah. life happens. And you have good days and you have bad days. And dogs <clears throat> are don't <throat> escape from that. No. Dogs don't escape from that. All right? Next. Emily, just got a pet corrector and it's already making a huge difference. I can't believe the shift in my 20-month-old GSE's mental state after just a few corrections on the leash. Any tips would be great. Well, I don't, I don't know what you're... So we don't use pet correctors anymore just because they run out of air so soon. So we, I teach no inside with a bonker and I want no to be a power word. And then also we walk the dog with a prong collar mm. and a remote collar just to help empower and communicate the training. So, the, you know, the concept that like somebody posted saying, I don't understand. I have a prong collar on my dog and it still pulls. And I'm like, I don't know why I would do that because it, it's got to hurt it. And I'm thinking, first of all, prong collars don't hurt dogs. Okay. Dog can pull on a prong collar. They get more, they feel more discomfort with a slip lead. Yep. Dogs actually choke. They'll, they'll, they'll cough. They'll choke. Mm. They'll throw up and they'll pass out on a martingale flat buckle slip lead collar. They will not do that on a prong collar. They actually were designed not to cause harm. Now, can I make a prong collar highly uncomfortable on a dog? Yes, I can. But not from pulling on it. Not from pulling on it. Next. Emily, already read that. Dog Day said, hey, from Vermont. Hey, Vermont. We're going to be up in Vermont. We've got a summer up there. Go to um, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Did you announce that one already? I think the VT's up there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. The VT. Yep. Um, Emily, oh, don't get me going on fucking nutrition and marketing. The misinformation about health is criminal. Yeah. Well, it really is. We'll, 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 I think one of the things that we're brainstorming on is when Joel moves is like, there's an area in this house, which is really, really beautiful. It's a loft and it's going to be, it's going to turn into, if any of you guys follow, I, I'll use Dave Rubin, whether you agree with him or not. It's not the point. The point is pre covid the format of his, of his of his guests sitting on chairs with a table with a nice bookcase in the background and it's like it looks like a set. It's actually in his he actually built it in his garage. Um, that's actually his garage of his house, which I think is really cool. Um, we're actually sort of making a set like that, and then we'll be doing a podcast like this, and then Joel is going to start doing some really great mastermind stuff. And I will also start doing, and then together we will all start doing, is I think we're going to really step it up in 2021. We literally just decided, we sort of did a fist bump and a goal, and we're going to write it on a wall very, very shortly about the end of 2021. The amount of virtual content that we have out there is going to be incredible. All, all I'm going to tell people is just be ready to pay up to $10 a month for it. But I think, number one, 
people are limited on who they can go to, where they can go to, who they can trust. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time that we started monetizing all of our information. And that doesn't mean, oh, you guys want to make money? Let me make this really, really clear. Yeah, I'm right. I want to fucking make money. Next. The Conscious. Hey, J&J. Love your content. First time tuning in, but I've been to your seminar in San Diego. Reactive GSD now responds amazingly and is more calm. That's really, really great. That's good to know. That was a fun one. There's going to be another one already scheduled in San Diego as well. Next. Dog Days. A follow-up question from your Friday show. Your comment regarding affection leading to aggression. Yeah. Did you actually mean that affection without correction structure leads to aggression? Or have you seen that dogs lavished with affection, even if their handler insists on good manners, can confuse a dog into aggression? So, thanks for asking. What I meant was, what I what I talked about was, most of these dogs that come in for um, aggression have never been corrected. So, there's the never been corrected aspect of it. So, that's like, I guess I didn't mention that. But... I did mention that none of the dogs have ever, none of the dogs are wearing remote collars or prong collars, but there's other ways to correct your dog. There's many ways to correct your dog effectively. Yelling at your dog, unfortunately, is not effectively. Um, but over, yeah, yes, giving your dog mixed signals and being pretty much on the eight out of 10, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 on the affection level, and then everything else underneath that, even a correction, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Next. A good example is when somebody corrects their dog, yells at them, right? And then and the dog runs off looking scared. And then, and then you, they go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. And go and coddle the dog. It's like, did you want to correct your dog right. or not? Or when your dog growls at somebody coming in the room and you tell your dog it's, it's okay. It's okay. Right. So let's make a whole video on that. Your heart knows. How you might be miscommunicating with your, your dog. Your, your heart, we do a reel on that. So your heart knows. Your heart is saying. We know what your heart is saying. Unfortunately, your actions are saying something else. So, next. Joelle said, hey, J&J. Hi, mm -hmm. Joelle. Hey, I just like, love that someone has my name. Or I have her name. Have Who her. was born first? She was probably born before you were. Possibly. Lena. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm with you on fake food promoted as real food. Okay. Julie. This is a dog training show, guys. <laughs> For now. <laughs> it's going to be like, what would Jeff do? And Joelle's rants about food. Right. <laughs> We're just changing everything in 2021. So, so Fuck it. This is going to be, what would Jeff do unless Joelle has something to say? Oh, so Jeff speaks for one minute of an hour is what you're trying to say. That's that's actually the, the, the that little tagline. Jeff gets 60 seconds to talk. <laughs> it's true. Julie, hi, Jay. Once you give Joelle permission to like talk, it's like, it's like the floodgates open up. Julie says, hi, J&J &J and Danny. Much love to all of you. Hey, how are you? Hey, Julie. Dog days. Already read that. Len said, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Hey. Oh, hey. We love Nova Scotia. NS is in the house. <laughs> Yashi, so many healthy foods marketed to poor, unsuspecting consumers. Totally agree with you, Joelle. It's true. I'm telling you. This is like the health food industry, the food I'll industry in general. Just keep, just go ahead. In just general. I'll, I'll, get worse. I'll get some work done. And like just all the propaganda, like I get for some reason on my Pandora station, I get McDonald's ads all the time. Like, do you really fucking think I eat McDonald's? And it's like, how do you know if you like this guy who took you on a date? He offers to buy you two double cheeseburgers. It's like, is that what? Is that a real ad? Yes. Yes. Anyway. How do you know if you like this I'm guy? Go on a date. Probably because he wants you to turn you into a First fat. of all, he took you to McDonald's. He probably wants you to turn into a fat fuck and he's cheap. McDonald's. It's like at least he can do is buy you a, a, like a beautiful cheesecake. 
you know, if he wants to like serve you unhealthy food. <laughs> well, you know what happens is when you drive by a McDonald's, they know you're there. What and kills me you know you're driving is by. that like there's one in the Whole Foods complex and there's a line outside of McDonald's when Whole Foods is right there. You can go get healthy food for the same price. So we'll look at every rest stop that we drive by. We've had that conversation many times. Yeah. So the Miko building yep. is right across the street from it. Mm -hmm. That's where I had my sex shop, mm -hmm. 653 North Main Street. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my office looked over that McDonald's. Yeah. And 24 hours a day. There's a line. I was, well, they weren't open. They were open from like four or five in the morning until late at night. Yeah. There was always a line. Yeah. And, and we're not, and we're talking like, and I used to see $150,000 to $200,000 cars in that line. And nothing against people with money, but it's like, like there's you do have other choices. Yes. Some people like, I mean, I think everybody has a choice, but I get the I get the attraction of a $1 or $2 item. I get that attraction. Yeah. But when you're driving yourself a $200,000 car, I'd like to think that you can actually get out of that car and like, buy a healthier choice inside a store this is gonna be my last comment about food tonight but today i was Can out we, we put that it's 7 and i was starving and i ran into dave's and i got a protein shake and a fruit cup mm -hmm. it probably costed me like six or seven dollars right you're gonna tell me you don't spend that at subway or mcdonald's when you get a meal mm -hmm. right next <laughs> Joelle, <laughs> Nix is capable of jumping on things, but recently she acts nervous and chickens out of jumping up on things when asked to. Is there a way to get her out of chickening out or acting like she can't do it when I know she can? Well, first of all, Joelle, have you corrected her for jumping up? And then if she's a little bit nervous about it, like or jumping up, like actually you want her she to jump. She wants her to jump. Oh, then repetitions and use food rewards. Just do repetitions if the dog won't take food. If just if if a dog is chickening out, but you know the dog can actually physically do it, you have to use leash compulsion next. Yeah, she had a collar correct for scanning arousal on walk level, timing, duration, etc. My dog is leash reactive toward other dogs, but is pretty aroused and always scanning even when there are no other dogs. Right. I try leash popping, but it doesn't get her out of it like the collar. So then a remote collar, actually you would do the pre-walk punisher, which is the bonker. That's why we talk, we do something called the pre-walk punisher, which is as soon as you walk out of your house or right at the threshold of your house, what you do is you just say no and you bonk your dog. And you're like, wow, that seems mean. It's like, no, it's not. It's what it does is it gets your dog to be, to pay more attention to you. It, so that's what you, that's what you do. So obviously, a lead, your average leash pop on a walk when a dog is aroused is not going to work. So the remote collar can dramatically help you on that. Next, as far as like the timing <laughs> and duration, you tell me. Figure uh, it out. Next. Next, Melissa posted the link to JeffGalmanSeminars.com. Thank you so much. Raymond said dogs can have a life reward. Yeah. Well. A lot of the dogs we work with, it's like, you do, you do realize dog that death was on the table. Like we have a dog right here, right now with us. The yeah. death is on the table. Death is on the table. If it doesn't stop its behavior, it will no longer be walking the earth. And some people will be like, Oh my God, that's terrible. Maybe it's with the wrong owner or maybe the dog is dangerous. He is dangerous. It's and not like, maybe. It's like people are like there was a comment on my YouTube channel. I, I I should probably read it, but I won't on this show. It's like comes from this like fairy tale mindset about like, 
hitting and harming a dog. Don't hire this guy if you want a well-balanced dog. And I like, I wrote back politely and I'm like listing all these behaviors. Like, like what do you do realize that we do positive reinforcement to train obedience mm -hmm. and we have really good relationships with our dogs and we actually end up having relationships with our clients' dogs, but it's a different kind of relationship. It's like, cause they're not our dog. But if we decided to make them our dog, we'd have excellent relationships with them. Mm -hmm. But like, please step by step. All these people out there that think that we're hitting dogs and harming dogs. It's like, number one, if you think a bonker is hitting a dog, well then you really must have a, you must struggle with two plus two because that's like the, a weird concept, but like, okay. Can you please, every time I've ever said this, every single time I've ever asked someone, please explain to me step-by-step step how to stop these three basic behaviors, mm -hmm. three common basic behaviors, like jumping, resource guarding, and also one more thing. And then I also mm -hmm. will say, tell me what you would do if a dog was biting your kid. I give that example. So I asked for three basic obedience, I'm sorry, three basic problems that families are struggling with step-by-step step, tell me how you would do it and then also give me virtual give me um video proof of you doing it mm -hmm. and then also if you're a dog trainer you should have 20 of the same videos like showing it because you're a dog trainer you should have the proof but i never get any response at all or they redirect mm -hmm. they'll just say the same thing over and over again <laughs> yeah. well you're a dog abuser it's like okay <laughs> fine i'm a dog abuser but you still haven't shown you haven't told me how you would do it yeah so you're really good at attacking but you really suck on like, tell me how you would stop it. But then also don't tell me you would never hit or harm a dog because if a dog attacked your child, like I would hope you would go up a couple of levels. Like there's no, like there's no rules a lot, you know, anymore when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Next. The conscious, your content has kept me sane throughout new puppy ownership. 15 weeks Springer Spaniel is a little shit, but she's getting better. LOL. Love my little shit. Yeah. She's going to be a little shit for a while. So <laughs> glad you're making progress. Dog days, any experience with invisible fences? Ever use an e-collar in lieu of an invisible fence? Um, yes, that's, I don't do perimeter training, but yes, you can do boundary training or perimeter training. Find somebody that knows how to do that. Next. Um, Emily, how do I make an item hot, like a laptop, etc.? cetera? Um, remote collar on your dog, put your laptop on the table, put it on a coffee table, put it on the floor. If your dog walks over to it, make it suck. Means yes, you make it uncomfortable for the dog next Anna, hey jane jay the remote to our dog's collar is missing i've been using a bonker but our dog is beginning to growl and lunge he knows all commands but won't hold them even just saying no he growls that's because unfortunately you didn't you probably underwhelmed on the blonking but you can get a replacement part from e-collar technology if it's an e-collar collar or just get a whole new setup next i got bumped hold so what on. happens is the dog excuse me, after you hear no is predicting the correction and possibly knows you can't follow through and is gone into defense. Next. Kelly, we are getting pummeled with snow here in Nebraska. Yeah. Sorry about that. J-Ron said, yes, sir. Nice. Good to know, J-Ron. Pam, what is your opinion of having two dogs? Is it very beneficial to the dog to have a buddy? I feel that my dog would like a buddy, but it would be very difficult when we have to board. So I think not only when you have to board, but vet visits and food and time. So you have to take that into consideration. I like personally, on a personal level, I like having multiple dogs. But does your dog need a buddy? Sure, but no. 
No, it doesn't. You're its buddy. But sure. But why does it have to be a dog that you own and pay for? Like, right? It's like the best thing about grandkids is like you can get rid of them. So it's like so the get rid of them. So the same thing with your dog. It's like just get a get a friend that has a dog that it plays with next. Lori, what do you do with a one and a half year old pit bull that food guards after making him eat in cage and taking it away after he won't eat? Resource guards and jumps, lunges, salivating and whining to get anybody that comes to the house. Bonking makes him jump and nip. He thinks we're playing. So, you're, Lori, you're not bonking hard enough. Number two, I've got a video on resource guarding. It's called the Out Command. I show it in all my seminars step by step. And um, you're going to use a remote collar on that. And it shows it on the video how to stop it. As far as the bonking, the, I've never seen a dog after I bonk it want to play. Next. Complex said, hi from Chicago. Been training my two-year-old pit on e-collar since December. He just started redirecting on me outside when he sees a dog. Could the e-collar be making his dog reactivity aggression worse? So you didn't have to do that in all caps and yell at me. I can read just fine. Um, so bad timing makes it worse. No, an e-collar and a, a e-collar and correcting your dog does not make your dog more aggress aggressive. How do I know that? Because every aggressive dog that comes in here has not been on one. And every dog that we rehab, we use one. Bad timing gets the redirection. It gets the redirection. So if your dog is already escalating and you correct it and it's already escalating, it can't bite what it wants or it can't lunge at what it wants, it turns on you. I can't tell you how many people get redirected on that don't use the training tools that we use. They get redirected on prior to coming here. We had a family come in today. It has a five-month-old Rottweiler. Everybody in the family gets bit by this dog. They can't even put a leash on the dog without getting bit. It has a flat buckle collar on and a five-foot leash. Everybody in the family is getting bit. It's never been corrected and it's never used any of these tools. Why is it doing it? Not because it's been corrected and not because of the tools. So what's happening is bad timing. Bad timing is what's creating it. Your timing needs to be smoother. Also, there's other things that you could be doing is are you holding your dog accountable in every aspect of its life? I would go on a 90 day boot camp in your home where you take away all affection and you work your dog and everything is permission based. This is why people need to do one. You don't have to do a one on one, but when people do one on ones with me, you get explicit details step by step on what you should be doing. It's really hard for me on a one sided conversation, but I want you to know we see dogs like this on a daily basis. We resolve these problems on a daily basis. Are there dogs out there that shouldn't be walking the earth? Yes, there is. They are very, very, very rare. So it's most likely bad timing. Next. Tracy. Hi, guys. Yesterday, while walking my Conocorso with his prong collar, we were charged by a full-grown German Shepherd off-leash. I dropped my dog's leash and charged at the dog, screaming, I'm going to kick your fucking dog in the face and... The dog stopped charging me and turned around when he was about 15 feet from us. 
I was so proud my dog didn't break heel. I just heard your voice in my head saying I had to neutralize the situation. I was like crazy charging at the German Shepherd screaming. So Tracy, does anybody have a video of that? I <laughs> no. love to see that video. Because Whoa, I, she's a mad one. Because I want to show that video and showcase that's exactly what you do. Yep. And be ready to kick that dog hard with intent to harm. Okay. I want people to know that, no, you shouldn't go around hurting dogs. No, you shouldn't go around harming dogs. But I will tell you that an off-leash dogs comes charging at myself, my dogs, or my kids. It's not going to be pretty. And I like to think any rational person feels the same way. Because unless you have, I've seen dogs killed in front of my eyes. It is a horrific sight I wish to never see before. It's never see again. But I would have no problem kicking a dog every day of my life if I had to, to keep my pack and my family safe. Because that's what responsible dog owners do. That's what responsible parents do. And that's what responsible human beings do is they take care of themselves and they protect their well-being. And it sucks for the other dog. And I'm sorry. But there's something called self-preservation out there. And I have it. Next. Len, working with my shepherd for car manners, she loves going in the car but gets anxious when we get to the city. Been focusing on down that's going well. She starts whining when she hears the blinker. Yeah, so what happens, Len, is the blinker is turned into a trigger. Mm -hmm. It's like slowing down, getting off of an off-ramp, getting yeah. onto an on-ramp, going over a rumble strip. You know what I mean? Passing some trees that look familiar. <laughs> Passing a, bo a body of water. Are you talking about our dogs now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so what I'm saying is, so the blinker means like, oh, we might almost be there or we're at our destination, or we're like getting closer. So what I would do is this, I would have the blinker on and that's when I would do, be doing my training. Keep that fucking blinker on. Now you don't have to keep turning around in a circle. <laughs> like don't go to an empty parking lot and drive around is in a circle. Is that guy just driving with like, his blinker on? It's like, what's going on here? Um, but what you can do is you can role play that. So it's blinker means anxiety. Blinker means anxiety. So blinker means now, no anxiety. Blinker means you lie down and you're calm. You can flip that. Yep. So right now the blinker is the signal. It's like picking up a leash off the wall means I'm going for a walk. Then the dog responds a certain way. The blinker to your dog means a certain thing. So we can give that dog, we can give that a new definition. Next. Connecting with canines. Hey from Oregon. Hey Oregon, how are you? The conscious 15 week Springer Spaniel won't leave my two year old German Shepherd alone, even when corrected by the older dog. Nipping at heels, lunging aggressively. Tried to bonk and no, but it doesn't work. So you'd have to do it extremely, extremely firmly. But I would actually go to Tractor Supply, get a stockyard whip, and give that dog a double tap on the ass. Boom, boom. That dog will go running. Next. Nick. Hi, guys. Hope all is well. Looking on advice on bringing home dog number two to join a 10-year-old Labradoodle who has a great foundation, but we've moved away from a lot of the puppy fundamentals like crate, etc. So I'm not worried about your 10 year old dog as much as I am the new dog. So the new dog, even though you, you can keep 
living the life you have with your older dog, like that you can leave alone if you want to, but then unless it all of a sudden starts bothering the new dog, but, but with the puppy or the new dog that you're bringing home, massive amounts of structure, nothing is free. You're working for everything cut down on affection and almost like you're dropping off a dog in a boarding train. It's like, we're starting from a green slate and we're like starting from the beginning and I will make no assumptions on your good behavior or your bad behavior. Next. Becky Lou. Hi, Jane J from Oregon coast. Wow. I'm Oregon here. We'll be up in the Portland area, but we're not going to be doing a seminar in Portland. Um, I don't think Portland wants us there. First of all, we're going to be 20 miles North of Portland and actually in right at the border by Washington state. Next. Bernadette, what type of prong do you suggest? We have always used Springer, but only on while training. Yeah. Same one. Same collar. Springer is fine. You can keep it on. Just don't have it on in the crate. Don't have it on if you ever use your dog, put your dog on a tie out, meaning like tying outside. I mean, a tie back for like training is one thing, but a tie out is another thing. Um, never in the crate because it, the hooks could get hooked on the sidewalls um, and it could strangle your dog or freak out your dog or make your dog panic. Um, but, but your dog can wear a lot next. Kathleen. Hi, Jane J. Hey, hey, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. How are you? Annie. Hey, hey, this is Annie. Just got another dog, a Snorky. What is a Snorky? And Pumbaa, our St. Bernard scares the hell out of her. She has no training at all. And she's nine months back to the basics. Yeah. Um, when nine month old is a sort of a critical stage. So the St. Bernard scares the hell out of her, but is the St. Bernard doing anything to warrant that? Or is the St. Bernard just like going, hey, I love life. I'm just going to walk through this house. And the other dog just gets freaked out. So if that's the case, then you've got just a skittish dog. So keep that dog on a leash. Work them together a lot. Work them off of each other. Teach this dog duration work. So the great thing about a scared dog is if you put that dog, say, in a downer place, it's like if you're in place and you get scared and you want to flee, which is common, but you're not allowed to flee. So you're not correcting. You'd correct for that. But you're not correct. This is assuming the dog knows place, by the way. We don't correct for obedience until the dog actually understands the command. So for behavior mod, that's different. But for obedience, we don't correct until the dog understands fully the command. Um, but if your dog understands it, you're not break, you're not correcting the dog for being afraid you're break, or fearful. You're correcting the dog for, for breaking command. So with that comes more confidence. Next. Stacy, I've learned so much from your videos. I'm thankful my local trainer trains in a very similar manner. I recently had two fighting female GSDs, and instead of a bonker for outside in the snow, I have small pop bottles around the yard with beans in them. Mm. They're very effective when thrown in their general direction. Yeah, Stacy, you can throw all kinds of shit at your dog. I think that That's a good idea. Beans. You know, the thing is that like lima beans, black beans, I have to green make one beans, of those. Like soft green beans wouldn't work. Cooked green beans wouldn't work. No. That'd be ridiculous. But the beans in the pop bottle. That's yeah, it's sort of like coins in a can. Yeah. So I think when the whole bonking thing, the, the back, just look up dog, just look up Jeff Gelman, dog abuser, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Like, if anybody gives me shit about that now, it's like you're a little bit late to the party. Like you're you're literally two years late to the party. But whenever that any that happened, all that happened, it's like people have been throwing shit at their dogs for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, like grandma used to pick, just look around and pick shit up. Chancla. But not even the chancla. It's just like, just anything. Mm-hmm. Just anything. But that's old school. Yeah, and old school works. Like, 
old school works. I mean, even putting out a fire, like I was in the Boy Scouts and we learned how to do a bucket brigade. I imagine like it's, you should learn how to put out a fire when the water source is like a quarter mile away. Like it takes a group to do it. Like getting the water from point A to point B. What are you talking about? Like you fill up buckets and you hand them to I the know, next person. I know. Where is this going though? What it means is like that's old school. Like that's how they used to put out fires. Mm. Like the big Chicago fire that burned down the whole city. Got like it. they try to put out the fire numerous ways. Next. Um, Barnsey, hello from the UK. Getting two pups next month. So going to be watching your videos religiously till then and long after. So, so Barnsey, mm. can I talk you out of getting at least one of them mm. and only do one puppy? It's a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. But if you're dedicated on it, get two and train them up. Train them up. Work your ass off. Next. Bretch just adopted a one-year-old untrained giant schnauzer doing great with training, but she loses all control and chases lights or reflections on the ground. Would deliberate exposure and correction help? So yes, set your dog up to fail and correct hard. Yes. Next. Kathleen can't stick around, but I'll catch the replay. All right. Obviously you're going to work out Kathleen. Proud of you. Next. Aubrey, how to correct loading prong first, e-collar first, both. So for loading, I would bonk. I bonk at loading. That's where I get the most shit. Jeff's timing is bad. Mm -hmm. It's like um, my timing is impeccable, actually. Thank you very much. You just don't understand what loading is. And then is. the people who wait to bonk are like, it doesn't work. Right. That's because your dog is already like in drive. It's like dogs in drive go through walls. Like, they don't care. sorry, the sheetrock and the studs didn't work. It's like, that's because the dog was in drive. Like, I had a dog that went through windows, like, literally smashed glass. So it's like, Dogs don't give a shit. So a bonker, it it, it has to be pre-movement. Pre-lunge. Next. Um, Larissa, I've been working with my with a trainer on three-year-old GSD and his dog reactivity. He has now quit the aggression, but instead has turned on to wanting to flee. Mm -hmm. And when in a group class, he's completely stressed and panting the entire mm -hmm. time, even if we're the six feet from another dog and all the other dogs are chill. So Larissa... So you're during you're most likely in the messy middle right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know who the trainer is at all because it's not about that. But chances are when a bad behavior stops, like you don't drink anymore, you're off heroin, right? You don't smoke anymore, right? So like there's something called the messy middle. And that is the shrapnel effect in a negative way of when you've stopped a bad behavior what you're stuck with right now. The cool thing is it is the middle. Now, if you spend too much time hanging out there, you'll never get better. But the goal is, is to get past the middle. Like, you know what I mean? That's what it is. So keep moving forward and you'll probably have success historically. Next. Joelle said, I love that someone else has my name too. But there's probably a lot of Joelles. There's just no fucking coffee mug, stickers, key fobs, anything. No. Right, you got ripped off. A lot of people have my birthday. Like at least ten people that I went to school with had my birthday. It was like not a special day for me at all. It's like happy birthday to everyone in my class. Like we all had the same birthday. And when you went home, it wasn't a special day to you either because you had nine kids. No. It's like, oh yeah, it's her birthday. Well, Pretty we already much. celebrated eight other birthdays this year. Literally. There's no money left for cake for you. That's why I make a big deal of my birthday. I know. That's why I'm taking you to Hawaii this year. 
Okay. I had the trip booked first. Janet. Okay. First time I bonked my dog, he you're attacked. You're welcome. He attacked the towel. What should I have done then to correct him? You didn't bonk him hard enough. I've never had a dog attack a towel. I bonked God over ten thousand times, but thousands of dogs. I bonked a lot. I've worked with some of the most aggressive dogs out there. They've never attacked the towel, so it's probably a timing issue. Guys, you bonk when the first sign the dog is loading. Next, Don. Hey, Jeff. Can I use a prong collar as a punisher? Of course you can. You can use anything that's intolerable to the dog as a punisher. Anything that's intolerable. Can a fly be a punisher? Sure. You're eating a salad. All of a sudden you see a fly in the salad. You stop eating the salad. <laughs> there you go. Uh... The fly stopped the behavior of eating. Anything can be, and plus it's intolerable to a lot of people. Anything, anything used to change the dog's behavior. It's a punisher. It's a punisher. Next. Lori, love your new plan, but so appreciate the free content. Wish you were based on the West Coast. I can wish and hope, can't I? You can wish and hope all you want, but you'll never see me in the West Coast, especially if you're calling me talking about California. Even if your governor all of a sudden decides to open the state up. Interesting how that happened when cases are spiking. Hmm. If it has anything to do with the election. So um, we're still going to have massive amounts of free content. But, you know, I think monetizing, you know, information is important. We're still going to have free Q&A shows. Mm -hmm. We're not going to still like. Podcast. We're probably going to start a new podcast. We're not going to be like, oh, we'll you, do two. it's like, oh, you need to pay for everything. No. Like we're going to give out so much. We're going to give out even more free information. I think we should start a podcast on just like life, business, nutrition, nutrition, lifestyle. It'll be so fun. So it's like it'll be a 99% nutrition podcast is what you're saying? No. We can talk about business and stuff too. The, the business of, of how false to, labeling. How to say like how we stay organized and how we structure our the business and like lots of cool things. Mm, how we make lunches and dinners nutritiously. Sure. You want to go <laughs> nutrition? Great. I'll talk all day. <laughs> Next. Talk all day how you put fucking hummus on your caramel rice cake today. <laughs> Was it good? <laughs> I mean, the caramel isn't overwhelming. It's a pretty faint caramel. I didn't buy those rice cakes. I bought them. Okay. Okay. I know. So what's wrong with caramel rice cakes? Nothing. With hummus. I've just never heard of that. Do you eat hummus? Is it sweet and salty? Do you eat hummus? Yes. Okay. And do you eat caramel rice cakes? Yes. Okay. So if I took a caramel rice cake and put hummus on it, what's the big deal? I can't imagine it tasting good. That's all. Okay. Have you ever tried it? No. Okay. So you don't know. You actually don't know. Okay. Megan. <laughs> hey guys, I watched a goat be born today. I love the farm. Can't wait to see you guys there. Nice. Um, LaJoy or LaHoy, which one? Mm. I have three-year-old Doodle who is overly in need of pets. We initiate the petting and she doesn't want us to stop. 
Is this just her temperament, or can I train her to not annoy after petting is over? Yeah, you can. You <laughs> teach the dog the out command, which means get out of here. Uh, sounds like a doodle. So, so just to let you know, LaJoy, your dog has done a great job of training you. <laughs> okay? Doodles, so, man. They just so love it. We have a video on teaching the out command to mean move away from an object. You're the object, and your dog will do it next. We actually show we like we actually demonstrate this at our seminars, this exact situation in real time. So it takes about five minutes to train. Next. Barista Boy, hey J and J. And yes, the food industry is whack. There are some interesting documentaries on Netflix. Oh, we're not gonna comment on Trust that. me, I've seen them all. But I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen them all. I know. I know. Which one was your favorite one? Joel? The conscious. You were right, Jeff. Don't get a puppy. Never getting a puppy under six months old ever again. Yeah. Mm. So. So much work. It's. I mean, I'm not against getting a puppy. I'm just, I, I hope people are prepared for the amount of work that it takes. And, and it's like months before they're like finally normal. <laughs> yes. And not so needy. You're looking at like a good three months of like sort of a living hell yeah no sleep no it's like having a, an infant constant baths constant cleaning of kennels peeing pooping yeah. whining yeah. Oof. annette hi i took my 11 week puck to a doggy to a puppy play date and i messed up uh-oh the puppies were bigger in size than him it was the first time i've seen him hide with his tail tucked Ooh. He didn't warm up to play, but just got nervous when pups got near him. One pup tackled him, and he immediately got on his back and yelped from fear. The owner of the other pup quickly pulled him off. Now that I know he is scared of other dogs, what do I do now? I feel bad that I assumed he'd be okay. He's a blue healer and runs. I don't know where the rest so, is. So this is the thing. It's like you didn't mess up your dog, most likely. Also, the dog rolled on its back and screamed. We don't know if that was out of fear or just screamed to get the other dog to come off of it. Chances are your dog will do great. Just get your dog around more social dogs. Get your dog around dogs that like ignore dogs. That's it. Get your dog around some older dogs that don't give a shit about dogs. Next. Oh God, dog days. Another facet, assume I'm firm and clear with my corrections with my challenging GSD. If I lavish her with affection when she's being a total sweetie, is it possible I could confuse the message? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think most people are giving their dogs mixed messages in the biggest way possible. By when the dog is doing well, they give, like, we see this all the time. All the time we see this. People will come in, drop off their dogs, and they're here for massive aggression, and they literally won't stop petting their dogs. It's like, why are you petting your dog so much for it just literally just like lying down or sitting down next to you or standing next to you? It's like, well, because it's not attacking you. I'm like, yeah, but if I stand up too quick, it will attack me. And here you are petting your dog. Or have you thought that your dog is actually guarding you? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that your dog is lying down at your feet? Because if anybody gets close to you, It'll attack them. Mm. Like these are the dogs that we work with. So we see this. So we see dogs resource guard humans. And we see we see owners give their dogs affection while the dog is resource guarding them. But the owner doesn't realize it's no fault of the owner. The owner doesn't realize that 
the, the dog, dog is guarding them. See, this is the thing, and a lot of people are are quick to blame owners, and we ban all those comments off of our page so you don't see them, but we get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. People are really quick to be like, yeah, if the owners weren't so lazy, I'm like, how do you know the owners are lazy? Right. Like, that's a pretty quick judgment to make. Or do you assume... Do you know that you can be a lazy owner and have an incredible dog? You literally could like sit on your couch all day long, drinking beer, playing video games. Sounds like your ex-husband. Drinking beer, but he did fuck up your dog. He fucked up my dog. Drinking beer, playing video games, eating McDonald's, and now having it delivered, by the way. Really? Yeah. Everything gets delivered. McDonald's. Yeah, Uber Eats delivers. Yeah, Uber Eats and McDonald's are in like Coke. They're, they're like they've got Roots. they've got dual marketing programs. Yeah, like all I know is this: if I got into an Uber and it smelled like McDonald's, I would, I would request them. I Uber. like instantly like you can smell that smell. Yeah, Do you know that fast food. When you just think about it, fast food is banned from my work my workplace. Did everybody know that? Burger King, Wendy's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and McDonald's. You cannot bring that into my building because I'm sorry, I can't stand the smell. No different than if somebody is overperfumed or smells like alcohol or smells like pot. Well, what if I don't like the smell of your fish that you make? Then quit the job. <laughs> what? It, like, really? We're yeah. not allowed to eat fast food here? I didn't know that rule. Yeah. I guess no one's ever tried. Right. Noted. Right. Go eat my car. But I had to mention that to somebody today because they said they, they couldn't find a certain restaurant and they had to stop at Burger King really quick to pick up a burger. And I'm like, good thing you didn't bring it in here. Yeah. I can't stand the smell of it. I don't think people realize it until like it's separated from all the other crappy smells out there in the world. <laughs> Like even it's true. Even the farts. Like, that, like I'm just envisioning at the airport when you walk past McDonald's, you just get like a whiff of it. It's like, Ugh. right. Even the amount of farting that these dogs do. These dogs fart a lot. The, the 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 disgusting smell of fast food literally outpowers it. Yeah. Next. Um, Guillermo, hi J and J, got a two year old dog and five month old pup. Pup is pushing older dog's buttons, biting, pawing playfully. Older dog sometimes corrects pup. Should I let it happen or manage it or correct pup? Positive vibes. So what I would do is I would correct the puppy. Hopefully the dog will literally read it the riot act. But if it doesn't, you need to read it the riot act. Next. Emily, legit, a woman in a GSD group I'm in has a dog biting her kids and refuses to correct. What in the world is the mental issue here? It's selfish. Not saving the kid, not saving the dog. So... I would question that dog, that owner's dog. I never finished about the laziness thing. Let me just go back to that. So people are really quick to blame owners. And do you really think that an owner wants to do something that creates a massively dangerous bad behavior? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Now, or put it into a board and train that costs $5,000. I don't think so. No. Now, this woman that won't correct her German Shepherd dog, obviously she's getting not getting the right information from somebody. So she just said the dog's in her class, right? No, it's a Facebook group she's in. Oh, it's a Facebook group. So a GSD has, group. A GSD group. I'm always amazed by GSD groups where they like, don't, I know. They, like they say, 
you don't, you're no GST should ever be on a prong collar. They're too sensitive. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting concept for uh... me. So I'd like to know what this woman is planning on doing when this dog puts the kids in the hospital. Is she going to blame the kids? Is she going to not take 100% responsibility for her actions? Has anybody in the group read her the riot act? Has anybody literally said, what the fuck are you thinking? You're literally, literally, technically abusing your children. They're going to be traumatized. What are you doing? Sorry, it's a public group, right? So why don't you say something to her? Like, how strongly do you feel about this? Do you feel so strongly that they might kick you out of the group? Fine, I would. I would say, listen, nobody else in this fucking group has the balls to fucking say it. But what the fuck are you, you don't have to use the drop the F-bomb, but what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Do you think it's okay to allow your dog to bite your kids? I'm questioning your parenting and your dog training, your dog ownership skills. Yep, I just said it. Hey, moderator, admin, kick me out if you want to, but it had to be said. And at least you know that you got it off your chest and possibly save the safety of two children and possibly save the life of a dog. But I would absolutely do that. That's why I'm not part of groups. You'd be kicked out of them all anyway. They already, they, they won't let me in them. <laughs> Please. <laughs> they won't let me in them. Oh, you're Jeff Gelman? No, we can't let you. He has to make like a, a pseudo name. You're just, just your membership. No, I'm just, just your membership alone. I'm Jeff, you, I'm Jeffrey Grellman. <laughs> just, just, just your membership alone. Like if people knew that, that uh, Jeff, if you, if you never made any comment, any reply, you didn't like any fucking post. The fact that you're in this group will destroy our group. People will think this is a dog abusing group just because you're a part of it. <laughs> Jeffrey Bellman. <laughs> Make a fake, a fake one. So, next. Uh, last one. Rosemary just rescued a six-year-old GSD. She is six and was chained in an auto garage for most of her life. I want to give her a great life. She's starting to... Ex exhibit. Exhibit possession around me. What can I do to correct? Well, stop trying to give her the best life. Right? I'm saying that sarcastically, but seriously. So what you're doing is this, Rosemary. You're doing what's normal. You assume the dog that was changed in the garage, the garage had the worst life. At least it was protected from the rain. I bet you it got fed. I bet you got water. I bet you it felt like it had a purpose. Correct? I mean, those things are correct statements, most likely. I bet you the owner was okay with it, if not decent. We assume the worst, though. But you giving it the best life, do you know what it's doing? You've become the resource for the dog to guard, and the dog is guarding you now. So you now have to give it a better balanced life. The best life for this dog is educating this dog 
this is acceptable. This is not acceptable. Anything short of that is not the best life. Yes, you've got to do proper nutrition. Yes, you've got to do proper exercise. Yes, you have to teach it commands. But what you are doing is you're giving it probably too much affection, not enough rules, not enough structure, too much freedom, and no consequences, most likely. This is not an attack on you, Rosemary. All these things make you normal, by the way, meaning this is what most people do. Mm-hmm. This is why we have job security, but this is also why I yell and fucking scream and do these shows and drop the F-bomb so much because I don't want you to have to put this dog down. And all I know is that if my child is walking by you or you're or walking by you and it gets attacked by this dog, I will put the dog down. And it will not be humanely. Because it's biting my child. And I know that sounds extreme, but it's like, I'm sorry. Let me be a fucking male chauvinist here. Any decent fucking father would do the same. Hashtag manly men. Hello, Candace. So I think that it's really, really important that you have a you have a better balance. So let's start holding the dog accountable for improper behaviors. Be proactive on your training, okay? And correct, like right now, someone just came down for last call and one of my dogs growled and I'm going to communicate with my dog with a remote collar that that was improper because he's been doing that for a while and now he has a remote collar on all day because whenever whenever a dog comes in the building or somebody walks in here, he starts acting like a Malinois. And I'm like, you don't need to act like a Malinois here. I don't need you to be a Malinois. You're like, you're just a guest in this world. So cut the shit. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll stop. So I think that's really, really important. And on that note, we're going to end the show, okay, on hashtag Manly Men. I love you guys. You're important to me. And um, sorry that we took up so much time talking about nutrition, but it was actually fun. You went on rants too. You can go on as many rants as you want. Well, and I'm being serious. Absolutely. Okay. Maybe that's one of our podcasts is the rant show. I know. We need to start one. Just rants. A whole new podcast. I think both of us are passionate about a lot of the same stuff and a lot of separate stuff. It and, could be a thing. And I don't think any of the things we rant about. The show about, of passion. I don't think any of the things we rant about. This is why we click so well. I don't think that like you might rant about something and I might not rant about the same thing, but I'm not, but I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Likewise. Do you know what I mean? You just don't care. Like, and I don't care as much as you and you don't care. Right. As much right. As me. But, but I don't disagree with it. Right. And likewise, yeah. you're not disagreeing with me. Yeah. You often tell me to shut the fuck up because I'm spending too much time on it. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you disagree with it. Correct. Yeah. 